Hey everyone, Nate, Veronica, and Lauren here from Foodies Watching Movies. Make sure to tune in every other Wednesday for a podcast that's got tasty food talk and epic movie discussions right here on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Hungry for more? Go to the Journey Into Comics Network Patreon for early access and exclusive content at patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. Following is a Journey to Comics Network production. episode of literature. I'll start off by saying that I hope everyone had a good holiday. Mine was pretty decent. I was mostly just excited about the snow because that meant taking my dog outside and watch him get really excited about everything. So today I'm just going to go through my reading in 2017 as a whole as we emerge into 2018. Um, I'm going to tell you about my top best and worst books of this year as well as my book goals for 2018 because you can't really release a podcast on the 31st of December and not have some sort of section about New Year's resolutions. I think that's just kind of a rule. All right, let's just jump right into this. I'm going to start with my top five reads of this year, and I'm going to start with The Girl in 6E by A.R. Tour. This is an exotic suspense novel, which aren't typically two genres that I would expect to see combined into one book. It's kind of like Dexter meets Fifty Shades of Grey, but better, maybe, because Fifty Shades of Grey is kind of trash in my opinion. Um, but this book is about Deanna Matten, and she is a deranged, murderous psychopath. Um, however, she's completely aware of her murderous tendencies and her con constant craving for it. Um, we learn that Diane has previously killed someone, and because of this, she has locked herself away in her apartment for three years. Um, she hasn't left once. She does not talk to people. She does everything online. Literally, she just has no human contact at all because she has a constant craving to kill whoever she meets. Um, but on top of her crazy personality that we know so far, she's also a cam girl. A extremely successful cam girl. And if you don't know what that is, Google is now your friend. Um, but we get to explore her world and watch her break every rule that she has placed for herself in order to save a human life. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this novel. It was fast-paced, it kept me entertained enough to read it in one sitting, and I ended up giving it a 5 out of 5 stars on Goodreads, so I highly recommend it. The next book I want to talk about is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mess. This book is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast combined with fairy folklore, and it makes for an excellent story. Um, we have our main character, Feyre, and she is basically, she's been supporting her family since her mother passed away. She earns money, she does hunting, and you get the idea. Her family doesn't really do anything, she just does all the work. Um, but one day when Feyre is out hunting, she ends up shooting this massive wolf, which she thinks is a fairy, but she isn't completely sure. Um, turns out that it is. Um, so fairies end up coming to her house, so she now has to pay the price for taking the life of a fairy. So she now has to live in their kingdom for the rest of her life. She can never see her family again. Um, 
But since this is a Beauty and the Beast retelling, she ends up realizing that fairies are not the demons that everyone makes them out to be, and it ends up getting more complex from there, but I'm not going to go into all of that. Um, Sarah J. Mass does a fantastic job at creating her characters in this, just like she always does. Um, and the world is amazing. It's completely different than Throne of Glass, so it was really interesting to see just how different her worlds can be. Um, I gave this book a 5 out of 5 on Goodreads, and obviously I recommend it because it's on this list. Next, we have The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. This book follows our main character, Lo, who is a travel journalist, and her boss ends up falling sick, so she gets landed with this job to go on this unbelievably luxurious cruise ship called the Aurora. Everything is going well until she is up late one night and she ends up hearing a woman being thrown overboard, so she ends up calling everyone on the cruise ship to investigate. But there aren't any passengers or crew members that are missing, so everybody just thinks she's crazy, but she knows what she heard, so... We get to see her hunt answers as to who the woman is and why they were thrown overboard. I gave this book a 5 out of 5 on Goodreads also. You'll have to excuse my dog in the background. He likes to find the loudest toys and squeak them when it is very inconvenient because he thinks he's a part of everything and the center of attention. Moving on. Next on my list, I had Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. However, since I did an entire podcast on this one, I'm not going to go into this one. So if you're interested in my thoughts on that, then go check that episode out. It's called Turtles All the Way Down, so it'll be easy to find. The next book on my list is All the Missing Girls by Megan Miranda. I just finished this book a few days ago, actually. Um, I got it from the library, so I had to return it, and I kind of want to go buy a copy now so I can highlight all my favorite parts because I typed all of the number page numbers into my phone as I was reading it because I didn't have a pen next to me, thankfully, because I was going to write in it, and then I remembered, shit, this is not my book, so... I think I'm going to be using some of my gift cards from Christmas to get my own copy of that. In this novel, we get to follow our main character, Nicolette Farrell. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, she is a woman who lives in Philadelphia with her fiancé, and she has to go back to her hometown, Cooley Ridge. I think it's in North Carolina. I'm, I can't fully remember. Um, but she has to stay there for two months, and she's helping her father... And she's helping her brother sell their childhood home. Um, with going back, she's reminded of the fact that her best friend, Corrine, went missing 10 years ago. And she's barely been back to her hometown since that. Um, a few days after she returns, another girl named Annalise goes missing. So we get to see how those two disappearances are connected and what led to the disappearances of both of them. What drew my attention to this book was the fact that the entire story is written in reverse, which is kind of odd considering that this is a suspenseful mystery novel. We go in chronological order in the beginning, and then we start on day 15 and work our way backwards. I was completely blown away by the ending. Um, I feel like a lot of times you can pick up on what's going on and what's going to kind of happen at the end of the novel, but this one I had no clue. I was completely wrong on everything I thought that was going to happen. And it really kept me sitting on my couch until I finished the book, not moving anywhere, because I really had to know what was going to happen. Um, I ended up giving this book a 5 out of 5 on Goodreads as well. So those are my favorite books of 2017, and now we shall move on to the books that were the worst in 2017. I'm not saying that I hated all of these books, but they definitely weren't ones that I particularly enjoyed as much as I'd hoped I would. Um, 
I wouldn't pick any of these books back up again if that says anything. So let's just get into that. The first book on this list is Love Letters to the Dead by Ava Delaria. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, this book is about a girl who has to write letters to dead people for her English class. And that's about as much as I know about it. The book fell really flat for me. I never ended up finishing it. I remember hating the writing style. I was really disappointed within the first 30 pages and I just couldn't take it. So I'll probably end up donating this book to my local library because I need more space on my shelves. Let's be honest here. And I'm never going to read it. I have no interest in it. I had a hard time even getting through the first 10 pages. The last 20 were just excruciating. Um, I did not end up rating this book on Goodreads since I did not finish it, but I personally feel that it's a one out of five. Next on my list is The Black Clover by Yuki Tabata. I probably just butchered that to all hell. Um, this is actually a manga. It's about a boy named Asta who's hoping to someday become the Wizard King even though he has absolutely no magical abilities whatsoever. Um, but he wants to be the Wizard King before his friend. That's very important. Um, one day he gets this Grimoire, Grimoire, which is a book that gives magic users more magic abilities. Um, but it gives him evil magic or anti-magic. I can't remember exactly how it was phrased in the book. Um, but he's hoping that with this book he will become the Wizard King. Again, when he has no magical abilities of his own. Um, the plot sounded kind of exciting. It, I kind of figured I wouldn't like it, but I picked it up anyway. Um, but I absolutely hated the characters. I found Asta to be just this excruciating, annoying character. And I don't plan on ever finishing the series. I don't think that I'll ever recommend it. It's, it's horrible. I didn't like it. I did give it a 3 out of 5 on Goodreads just because the artwork was good. Um, and the plot in some parts it was really good, but the characters just killed it for me. So I, I don't recommend it. The next book on my list is Mortal Danger by Anne Aguirre. Um, we end up following this girl named Edie who goes to this really fancy, ritzy school where she's bullied nonstop, and it's physical, emotional. They're, people are just horrible to her. Um, we start the book with Edie contemplating suicide because she really can't stand the idea of going back to school, and she ends up deciding that she's going to jump off a bridge, and we're watching her go through all of these motions, um, but right before she's about to jump, a young man approaches her named Kian, and he tells her that if she does not kill herself, that he can grant her three wishes or kind of more like three favors. And some of that can be revenge. So it sounded really interesting. Um, it had a compelling plot, but I felt like Aguirre's writing style was really bland. Um, I had a lot of YA tropes that I'm personally not a fan of. The romance was really unbelievable, and it just wasn't my cup of tea. I ended up giving this book a 2 out of 5 stars. And the last book on this list is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child by Jack Thorne. I really don't want to go into this book too much. Um, I really want to go deep into it in another episode. That sounded really dirty. But <laughs> all I can say is I am ashamed and appalled that this book is called the eighth Harry Potter book. I gave this book a one out of five stars. It's 
horrible. I cried at the end of it, not because I was emotional. I was emotional, but it was because I hated the book so much. I love Harry Potter. I have a Harry Potter tattoo. My dog is named Padfoot. I had a Harry Potter wedding. Clearly, I love Harry Potter, and this book just broke me. It's just god-awful. I don't understand how some people love it. It's just, it's agitating. So that was the last book on this list, as I stated. Moving on to things that are happier, because Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is not a happy topic for me. All right, on to the bookish goals of 2018. This is going to include my personal reading goals, my writing goals, and goals of what I want to do with this podcast. This year, I'm setting my Goodreads goal to 75. The number in my mind is actually 100. But as I learned this year, having three digits on my Goodreads goal was really stressful, so I'm just not going to do that again. I would like to reread the first two books of the Asylum series. Um, I got the third book and then I realized it had been a very long time since I had read the first two and I had no idea what was going on. So I would like to reread them, go in with a fresh mind and hopefully enjoy that book and maybe even read the, I think there was a prequel or something, a novella. I'm not completely sure, but I'd like to get that as well and just go with it. Another goal of mine is I want to try listening to more audiobooks and reading more ebooks this year. Maybe five of each, we'll see, but I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of things by sticking to my paper format only, even though I do prefer it. I'd also like to write more short stories this year and really work on the structure of my writing and overall just making sure that it, what I'm saying is being projected well to any readers that I could possibly have. I'd also love to start a little book club this year where everyone reads the same book once a month and perhaps get some of the viewers onto the podcast and we can discuss those books and just kind of form a little small community here. Um, If you'd be interested in that, shoot me a message in any of my social media and we can figure it out from there. I'd also love to finally finish the Game of Thrones series. Um, Little story here, I found the box set of Game of Thrones at Walmart for $35 and that was just a really good price to me, so I bought it even though they were all mass market paperbacks, which typically that's not a format I go for, but Game of Thrones is expensive. Just finding those books is very expensive. Um, so I tried it, but when I started to read it, I realized this print was super small, and every time I tried to read it, I got a headache. Even when I'm wearing my glasses, it's just kind of unbearable for me, and I get a few pages in, and I am over it. So I'm going to have to find a different print in order to make this goal happen, or stock up on a lot of Tylenol, smoke a lot of weed. I don't really know, but something's going to have to happen so that I can sit here and read these books without feeling like my head's going to explode. So there you have it. Those are my goals for 2018 as far as books and literature are concerned. I know there aren't very many, but I don't believe in cluttering your mind with too many goals because I feel like it just stresses you out too much and you end up accomplishing almost none of them at all. So a few is better than none, in my opinion. Next, I want to talk about my most anticipated book releases in 2018. The first book I want to talk about is The Continent by Kira Drake. Um, From what I'm understanding about the synopsis is it's the whole world doesn't, there's no war and there's this continent where there is a constant battle going on and everyone watches it as entertainment. 
Um, so this girl is going to go tour this place. I'm not sure what's going to happen from there, but the whole idea sounds really interesting to me. So I'm hoping that it's a really good book. The next book on my list is Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Edeyimi. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but from what I understand, um, there's a girl and her village is attacked and they steal magic from her land and she goes on this venture trying to get it back. And I'm sure that she has to go through a crazy amount of obstacles for that to happen. The next book on my list is The Toymakers by Robert Dinsdale. I don't know a whole lot about this book. All I know is that a woman stumbles into this toy shop and it's magical. And that's all I need to know about it. The next book on my list is The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. And I'm just going to go ahead and read the synopsis right off of Goodreads here. Um, 17-year-old Alice and her mother have spent most of Alice's life on the road, always a step ahead of the uncanny bad luck biting at their heels. But when Alice's grandmother, the reclusive author of a cult classic book of pitch-dark fairy tales, dies alone in her estate, the Hazelwood, Alice learns how bad her luck can really get. Her mother is stolen away by a figure who claims to be from the hinterland, the cruel supernatural world where her grandmother's stories are set, Alice's only lead in the message for her mother left behind. Stay away from the Hazelwood. So I don't know about you, but anything that has to do with fairy tales, I'm really into it. And the whole concept of her grandmother's world coming to life and her mother being taken away into this world is really fascinating to me. So this is probably a book that I'm going to buy the day it comes out. The last book on my list of anticipated releases is Ace of Shades by Amanda Foodie. Um, the blurb on Goodreads has it as Welcome to the City of Sin, where casino families reign, gangs infest the streets, and streets hide in secrets hide in every shadow. Streets definitely hide in every shadow. Um, but basically this girl's mother goes missing, and I'm assuming that she has to go find her in this city of sin, wherever that is. But Amanda Foodie is an amazing author, so I'm definitely excited to see what she has written this year. So there you have it. We are officially wrapped up on my 2017 reading, and now we are on to 2018. One last thing, in either January or February, a dear friend of mine and I are going to be rereading the entire Harry Potter series, and we're going to be asking the most ridiculous Harry Potter questions that come to mind. This includes any plot holes that you find, just literally anything. Um, but we're about to start on the Sorcerer's Stone, but if you have any questions or ideas of something you'd like to hear on the show regarding Harry Potter, send it my way and perhaps we will discuss it. That is the end of the show. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram, Goodreads, and Facebook at Literature Podcast. You can email me at podcastliterature at gmail.com. And I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Tell me what books you loved and hated this year, as well as any anticipated book releases that you might have. And that is all for now. Bye.